0: Morning. This is well, I guess it may be good evening for our listeners. I always forget, not always, but sometimes forget that you might be listening at any time, um, depending on if you're listening to the broadcast, which is five to six on Central Time, or if you're listening to the podcast, which might be at three in the morning. Who knows? Anyway, welcome to Talk with Me. This is Marcia Epstein, and today. I'm just gonna launch right into introducing my guest and what we're talking about, something coming up in Lawrence, Kansas, that is one of those reminders about the connection that I make when I say that I live at the intersection of art and mental health. Um, So I want to welcome you, Jillian Armstrong, to talk with me. Hi. (laughs) And I don't wanna put you on the spot too much, we'll just talk a little bit about sort of how we connected And maybe the easiest way is just to start with this show, just let people know about that, because we'll talk about that at the beginning and the middle and the end, probably (laughs) just to make sure that if people get distracted when they're listening, they still hear the important information.
1: Yeah, so uh, I am a a dance major at KU and this semester I am co-producing a dance show called Elementum with uh, my colleague, Emily Holloman. And uh, it's going to be March 10th and 11th at 7.30 at Robinson, which if you don't know where that is, it is right on KU campus by the Sand Volleyball Courts.
0: And it's free, but donations are very welcome. And for people who don't know about the Sand Volleyball Courts, <laughs> you come up in Naismith, and at the corner of Naismith and Sunnyside basically is where the Robinson Center is. So that that's not too far from Allen Fieldhouse, which a lot of people know where that is. Gives you some idea... Um, I'm guessing the parking lot, maybe at the um, that's by the the rec center. Yeah, definitely. And then there's also
1: um, there's a little bit of parking out right in front of Robinson. Mm -hmm. Um, If they're not full, you can definitely park there after five. Mm -hmm. So
0: that's great too. So the show is called Elementum, and it's on Friday and Saturday, March 10th and 11th, starting at 7:30 p.m. and it's in the Black Box Theater of the Robinson center there. Yes. You, right. Right. And so tell people, a little, like, what is this thing? So what is, Ele- <clears throat> what is Elementum? How'd you get the name?
1: Elementum. So my, uh, my colleague Emily Hallman had actually, uh, come up to me, uh, last year, actually around this time and said, would you want to do a show with me? Because student run shows here at KU are starting to become a pretty big thing, which I think is is great Yeah, because it definitely pushes us students to really think about like not only performing, but producing and choreographing and being backstage and doing all that other stuff that is involved in dance. And originally our main idea was to bring a bigger diversity of dance styles into the KU dance department because we definitely feel that there are some styles that aren't as shown in the department just because of where we are. And, you know, we only have a certain amount of professors, but we have a lot of talent in this, in the students that really comes out when they're kind of able to do their own thing. So then we started thinking about that. And then, um, over the summer I had actually had, um, an experience, uh, where two people very close to me had committed suicide. And I know that Emily Holloman has dealt with suicide in her life. And I kind of went to her and said, Hey, as long as well as bringing diversity into the dance department, how do you feel about kind of tackling this topic as well? And she was immediately on board, which was awesome. <laughs> and then we definitely decided that we wanted to make it a little bit more positive Mm -hmm. so we decided to ask all of our choreographers to pick something essential to their life and to choreograph about that so elementum came from we actually looked up synonyms for essential
0: Uh
1: and elementum was the uh latin
0: word for essential so we thought that was so cool that was perfect we were like yes and, you know, as, as you explain what this is about with the different dancers and choreographers, it's like, I don't know that you knew this, but in, in the world of suicide prevention, we talk about helping people identify what are the reasons for living. You know? and the, yeah, that's so awesome. And, like- <laughs> and I know there's a Broadway play, and I can't think of right now the exact name of it, and they broadcast it on HBO recently. Um, I'm gonna say, it seems like it's called my brilliant mind but I'm not sure that's right but it, it it was a it is a show that is about reasons for a living again mm-hmm. the the person actually has the audience members get get these pieces of numbered paper and so they participate by he'll get to a certain point and say okay number reason 71 and the person who has that reads it yeah. you know and it's related to him growing up with his mm-hmm. mom with and suicide attempts. Yeah. You know, so, so that idea of what's important to you is a huge thing for yeah, everybody think, to be able to know
1: about. I think that like, we definitely wanted to focus on that because I think like, I know if I'm having just like a rough time, like even with like the suicide um, bereavement process for me, it was kind of like, I wanted to focus on the good things. I didn't want to focus on like, the bad negative things Uh I was like what was essential like about them to me and Uh like that's what I'm gonna keep alive and I Uh think that's yes I definitely didn't want that negative this is like we're only gonna focus on like the sad and the hurt Uh and I think it's I think it's amazing because when I asked these students pick something to you know choreograph about that you find essential to your life I had people that were like you know friendship. Uh But then I also had people that were, like, um, keeping their sanity, Uh you know. Sometimes we need to take a step back away from everything and come back. And then I had people that were, like, you know, finding a quiet place in the midst of everything, you know. um, Me and Emily Holloman choreographed a a piece together, and we named it Home because we think that, like, finding a home is – really important because I know again when I'm I'm kind of down, you know, going home for me, like just driving up the driveway and seeing my house can be that feeling of like I'm I'm here and I just feel so much more grounded and like I can tackle so many more things. But home also doesn't have to be a place. It can be a person, it can be a thing, it can be a thought or an idea. Uh And I think just that idea of home yeah is is awesome and I know like that's gonna be the that's gonna be the ending piece and I think that's gonna be such a, a great piece to end with, not only because you know you have both co producers that choreographed it together, but because it uses I think there's 13 girls in this piece. So it's the biggest number that we have and it's just it's very heartwarming and I think it'll just be like a great, great ending to,
0: to a fantastic show. Wendy said thirteen Thirteen dancers
1: that yes. are all females, and yes, um, that's interesting. We we da- we actually wanted an all female cast for Go this ahead. one because we both very we love that strong feminine power. And I know, like, and dance. This is actually something that uh, I talk a lot about with some of my professors. Is that and dance a lot of times women are you know they're supposed to be dainty they're supposed to be like fairy-like almost especially in ballet and i'm one of those people that's like no i want to see a woman get out there and be powerful and strong and bring it home and i know like even in like my classes uh like in ballet they separate you have the women do one thing and the men do another thing i go with the men
0: so when you mentioned 13 dancers that are all female i'm curious are you saying in the whole show they're only women
1: (laughs) Uh, no, uh, there are some male dancers from the dance department and other pieces, but for, um, that last piece that is choreographed by me and Emily, we, we had actually decided to go with a completely all female cast because I know me and her both really love that strong femininity that we can pull out of these dancers. Um, and dance, a lot of times the women are, um, supposed to be, um, dainty and fairy like and i am not for that i am <laughs> i am so i just really love when i see a woman get out there and she is strong and powerful because there's something so awesome about that contrast of like here is a soft feminine person but here she is being so strong and so just powerful and i know like in ballet class um going across the floor, uh, women will be given one thing to do and the men will be given another thing to do. And I know in class, I like to go with the men because I like to switch it up and I like to, I really like the, the strong and the powerfulness of the choreography that they're given. And That's I really, really like cool. to challenge myself.
0: So it, within Elementum, there are these different pieces. And so in your piece, the home piece that you all are ending mm-hmm. with, it's it's largely about that female energy
1: yes and then
0: each each piece has a different set of dancers or there's
1: a lot of Um, overlap there's quite a few overlap um I know I know a couple girls who are in like six or seven pieces so like that's crazy (laughs) like it's gonna be a really tiring night Uh for them but we do we have a great mix of of students and what I really I really do love um I know sometimes like for the freshmen dance majors, it can be hard to feel like they're performing because the professors don't really know them quite as much. They they don't usually get casted as much in like the university dance company pieces. And there are a lot of freshmen casted in Elementum. And I think that's that's awesome because yeah. you have like, you give these, these dancers a chance. And I know like, um, I actually held an audition for one of my pieces, and I was blown away by some of these freshmen, oh. and I was like, I, "Like, there's no way! Like, I'm sorry, like, there's no way that you're not being in this piece. You're being in this piece. I don't care what I have to do. You're being in this piece. like it's, and and I think that's such a great, like, I love student-run shows for the fact of like, it's just you get to see these students and you get to see them work together and you get to mm-hmm. like. Elementum is like a family to me now, like all the choreographers and the dancers, like we've become so close through all of this and it's great to see everyone working together and yes. just like all the opportunities that are presented to these dancers, it's it's phenomenal.
0: That's wonderful. And, you know, from, from getting just a little glimpse of how this was a hard year for people personally, some of the people in your program.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't just, uh, yeah, there was a lot of hardship this year, and I think I think the show is kind of—it's definitely been a way for some people to dig into these issues and kind of come out on top. Yes. and it's it's been um it's been incredible to see these people push through. And I know there's a lot of people choreographing in this show that have never choreographed before. Uh huh. And I think that was amazing that I had, I had people coming up to me. I wasn't, I wasn't the one looking for people. People were coming up to me and Uh saying, I want to do this. I love what you're doing. I have an idea. You know, I've never choreographed before, but like you've inspired me to do this. Uh And I'm like, that's that right there is like why I do it. It's just why it's why I dance Uh is to inspire other people and to make them feel and it's it's incredible that in this short amount of time i've been able
0: to do something like that wonderful yeah yeah so this big show is coming up and i want to just go back a little bit into this because a couple of things that you said to me are really inspiring and in this level of inclusion you know that you mentioned that you have people who are freshmen in the dance program who don't get a lot of opportunities a lot of times who have amazing talent and they're in the show, you know, and and you talked about that male-female thing about at, at this point still assumptions that males dancing ballet need to do these things and females need to do this and that you're you're crossing that. And it it also it, it made me think of um, I had the the it is a privilege I think to be in Allen Fieldhouse for senior night and oh, yeah. they had the marching cobras yeah. in Kansas City. at at halftime and that was another example of seeing people and uh, they're not only women by any means men males and females different ages different body types Mm -hmm. everybody working together doing this awesome thing and and i love that it tackled without saying we're here to tackle stereotypes it was like oh yeah we don't have to be only this one look to do this thing, and that's part of what you're saying
1: oh yeah you know i'm all about um I think I really love that this day and age dances is starting to change. And like, um I mean, looking at people like Misty Copeland, who, um for those of you that don't know, she is a famous um, soloist from uh, the American Ballet Theatre and multiple other places, she um, is not the stereotypical ballet body. Mm-hmm. she is like five two. <laughs> and she is extremely muscular, and she's quite busty, not to mention she's African-American, mm-hmm. and I think she was one of the people, she wasn't the only person, but she was definitely one of the people that started this push, and now I'm seeing all these, again, strong women. They're not skinny little sticks, you know, like they're they're powerful, and they ha- they're muscular, and they're they're getting out there and they're celebrating their bodies and mm-hmm. it's such an incredible thing to see for me. And it's such it's breaking barriers. And yeah. I just I
0: love it. I love to That's see so it. Cool. And and I hear that and think about sort of a generational change because I had a have a cousin who was somebody who danced ballet. She was white, but she was short and she was mm-hmm. very muscular. And her career path really became dance reviews. Yeah. Because she really wasn't accepted as a dancer because nope. her body wasn't the stereotype. Yeah. And I think
1: I think once people I think getting past that stereotype and you just watch people dance, it's it's incredible to see like different body types and how they move and that can really change the way a dance looks. And I think, I think it's incredible yeah. when you have different body types and different genders, like dancing, together. It's, it's awesome, yes. it's so awesome to see.
0: Yes, that's wonderful. It makes me think a little bit also about something that, that I get involved with in summers, this thing called Girls Rock Lawrence, which is a summer camp for kids who are basically not male identified as birth, you know. So uh-huh. it might be um, there are girls who've always identified as girls and their middle school, high school age uh-huh. kids. Um, there are trans kids, there are gender nonconforming kids, uh-huh. and they do this thing together for a week and learn to to create music together in a way that that to me really parallels you know what you're talking about. And, and I know in that experience of working together, there's all this personal and life benefit mm-hmm. you know it's it's way bigger than than the art in terms of the impact oh, yeah. And and this is why i love art as that way of expression you know for you all it's dance for other people it might be painting sculpture poetry whatever but it it does have this way of bringing people together and and highlighting things and often things that people wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable saying out loud you know and and that gets me back to you so you have people saying I want to be part of this show yeah (laughs) which is so so cool that's yeah that was
1: just like having people that actually wanted to be a part of this and were you know stepping forward and saying like I've already choreographed this much and you know it wasn't even The show was like four months away and i was like that's incredible like that gives us so much time to really work on like the mastery of this art and it's just it's just awesome and seeing it seeing it all come together has just been an experience for sure will the piece the will the show one of the shows actually get filmed like will you have the video yes we um we have a videographer and he is going to um I'm pretty sure he's going to videotape um, one of our dress rehearsals just because that way we don't have people walking and if he needs to redo a piece or something, like, we can. But, yeah, it will be videoed and then it will be put um, on his page, I'm pretty sure. Um, If you want to check out his stuff, he's called D-Expert, so D-X-P-E-R-T image. He's an amazing amazing guy he's actually a fellow dancer in the dance department but he's he's more of a hip hopper and he's really into videography and photography yeah,
0: yeah. But i'm sure you'll have it on the elementum
1: oh yes if you look yeah. on the uh, elementum show page um, his his bio and name and everything is listed there along with um the lighting person um the co uh, me and my co-producer and all the choreographers And always with
0: a fun fact.
1: Yes, always with a fun fact. We love our fun facts. I think that's so interesting because I had a lot of people like my fun fact was like, I hate oranges. I can't, I cannot stand oranges. And I think it's so funny because the amount of people that were like, what? That is so weird. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just don't like oranges. Is it all citrus or specifically oranges? Just oranges it's so, just oranges I can't stand them I bet it
0: tastes different to you this
1: and it's not even really the taste okay. it's like because like I can drink orange juice it's the oh. smell that gets me huh like it's just way too strong for me and i just I just can't I can't do it <laughs>
0: it's so it's good. too funny interesting fact about Jilly. <laughs> you want to torment her have some oranges <laughs> <in a bowl. laughs> Oh, for sure. Somebody will probably bring you oranges. Oh yeah, I know. Now that we say that,
1: someone's gonna bring a bunch of oranges. I'm sorry. <laughs> <I'd
0: die. laughs>
1: Just, okay, thanks. So
0: how do you make time for this show and your regular studies and everything that you're doing?
1: It's it definitely <laughs> crazy. I don't think I've ever been as tired as I am right now in my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> um I have dance classes from about 9 a.m. till six forty-five p.m. Um, and then after that, I go straight into rehearsals. I have rehearsals, um, on Sunday as well all day. Um, yeah, it's just mostly, um, it's a lot of taking really good use of my breaks. And I actually, uh, I actually have a choreography class, uh-huh. and so I can kind of cheat a little bit and yeah. <laughs> use the choreography <laughs> class to my advantage if I'm having trouble with choreography somewhere. um Yeah, it's it's a lot of late nights being at Robinson till you know 9 p.m. till literally they're kicking us out the door. Uh-huh. They're like, you can't be here any longer, and you're like, I just need 10 more minutes, I swear. <laughs> like, um, but I just I can't thank my cast and crew enough because they've put up with me calling them in on, you know, Friday nights, Sunday mornings, being like, hey, like I need you, I need you to come here and do this. All the crazy and my cast will notice, all the crazy floor work and insane things I ask you to do. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Come out of the studio with bruises and floor (laughs) burns. all for the show (laughs) for the good of the cause it's definitely like I said I don't think I've ever been as tired as I am in my life before but I also have this sense of just I'm just so happy right now like it's everything like I know there's I mean I have my days that I, I go home and I shut myself and I put on a hot bath and I'm just laying there and I'm like why am I doing this but then I'm like I know why I'm doing this because Uh then I have the days where, you know, just this past Sunday I got to see one of the pieces kind of start coming together with some lighting and it literally gave me chills. And that was just one of those moments of this is exactly why I do this. Uh It's for this moment right here. And like, this is something that, you know, it's, you can't describe that feeling of being on stage and having that moment of like, This is this is me and this is what I'm giving to the audience and like however the audience takes it is how they take it. But I mean, there's nothing more that I could have done on that stage and walking off, knowing that you you gave it your all and that like your story actually came through. It's it's one of those feelings that is just like you you'll never forget that feeling and it's it's incredible. And to have the opportunity to create that feeling as well as Bring this topic to the forefront Uh and really dig into all of this is it's an incredible, incredible experience.
0: That's wonderful. It really is amazing to me that you know I listen to you and I and I think you know you're you're a sophomore in dance. How long have you been dancing? Uh, I've been dancing since I was five years old. Since you're five, you've been dancing for a long time. Fourteen years. Fourteen years. (laughs) you've, You've learned, but you've also learned a lot about how to, how to do this, this producing this show. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that you've had some, some really powerful, really talented people that you've worked under that you've learned by oh, yes. example. Cause you, you haven't had time to study it enough to know all no, the no. studies uh, from your experience with the teachers. Huh?
1: Oh yeah. And I know, um, going back to my studio, um, that I grew up in, in Palo, Kansas, which is uh, dance expressions. It's an incredible studio. Um, Erin Spriggs has been my teacher since I was five years old. Um, I taught under her from eighth grade till I graduated and then even continue to teach under her still. If she ever needs a sub, Um, you know, she was, she was my dance teacher. You know, she was, she was constantly there. She was constantly forming me and pushing me to be better and definitely made me the dancer that I am today but then we also brought in um, an outside choreographer so like you can hire people to choreograph and come in and they'll be there for like a weekend and they they set a piece and then they leave Um, her name is Michelle Chandler Smith and she's from Washington and she came in and she inspired me to be a choreographer Uh, her master classes and her choreography were some of the things that I looked at and I said, I want to do that. Like, that's what I want to do. And she, she's been incredibly helpful along the way, as well as Aaron. Um, you know, I've both been in contact with them, you know, talking about, like, I both sent them like, you know, these thank thank you so much for, you know, everything you've done uh-huh. for me. Like, I honestly, like I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be producing this show. I wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for you too. And I know, um, you know, they're both, Right there behind me, and then once I I came to KU um, last year, what actually um, inspired Emily Holloman to come ask me to produce a show about her, uh, with her was uh, another student-run show called Alterity, and uh, Kaylee, Kayla Kayla put that on, and that was that was an incredible show, and that was actually about domestic abuse, and. That actually got a lot of attention at KU, which was awesome to see because you know, dance kind of falls can fall by the wayside in terms of you know news and all that stuff. And I know her her picture was actually on the KU website border for a while, which cool. was amazing to see. yeah, and she was a big inspiration and a big help. Um, she she helped me and Emily actually write a grant application. Yeah. We were lucky enough to be awarded the soda student of the arts grant for this production, which was amazing to have this KU support us as well. And uh, James Moreno and Michelle Hefner hayes have been really two big, huge advocates for us. And James is actually like our um, faculty sponsor. So having them You know they always are checking up like how's the show going everyone just seems so excited for it and it's it's so awesome just to have faculty faculty that are just behind you 100 percent and are constantly just like if you need anything let us know and it's just you know you it's so great to have the opportunity to produce a show in college as a student so you can figure out how to produce a show uh-huh. without being completely on your
0: own, because uh-huh. the help of everyone has really, really just pushed this thing along. Yeah. And as I hear you talk about the support of, of faculty from from your early age dance uh, instructors as and then here at the university, it's like, that's what kids, youth, young adults are s- supposed to get in yeah. education. And we don't all get that. And how wonderful that that is. So what you're experiencing. And what a huge shout out to the dance department. Oh, yeah. As well as dance expressions. The
1: the dance department here at KU is is a family. Like there's (laughs) the amount of like I know, um, especially last semester when I was really going through um, the first steps of like the grieving process with um, my suicide loss. I mean, I had professors that just took one look at me as I tried to walk into class that were like, do what you need to do, Uh, you know, like, if you need to go home, go home. If you need to sit out, sit out. If you need to get up and dance, please get up and dance. But like, you know, they were, they were checking up on me, you know, they were asking if I was okay. They're asking, you know, just how are, how are you doing? And you know, don't say you're fine. If you're not, please talk to us uh-huh. about everything you need. And they are so helpful. And even, like, the students, we're all just, like, one gigantic family. And it's amazing. Like, I remember even yesterday um, I was talking to Michelle Hafner-Hayes and a and a fellow student of mine, and she asked me if I was taking uh, flamenco, which is a class uh-huh. that is only offered – like, once every two years, and I said, yeah, I'm taking Flamenco next year, and uh, the student actually said, he's like, wait, you haven't taken that yet, and I was like, I've only been here, this is is my sophomore year, and they both were like, I know, it just feels like you've been here for so much longer, and I was like, I don't know if that's a good
0: thing, like, (laughs) you want me out already, and they're like,
1: no, it's, it's amazing, you know, like, how close that we've all gotten, we all feel like we've known each other for so long, and, like, these, these people are the people that I, I go to with anything. And, you know, and it comes from, you know, early Sunday mornings to late nights to, you know, these these tech weeks and these show weeks that are Monday through Saturday, You are you are running it and running it and running it and you're tired and you're hungry and <laughs> you're exhausted. And then it's just this such a sense of community that, really is amazing and I know like especially at a place like KU that can be hard to find when you have lecture classes that are what 500 people and you you feel like you were honestly just a number and I know like that the KU dance department is such such a great place because every professor knows my name every professor like says hi to me when I walk into the room and every professor like it's just such a close-knit relationship and I feel like I can actually talk to my professors about anything and everything. So I love the KU dance department. That's I can
0: rant great. about the That's the really KU great. dance department for, forever. And and we need to take a short break. I want to remind people that I'm talking to Jillian Armstrong and we're talking in part about this show coming up, Elementum show on March 10th and 11th, that Friday and Saturday at 7:30 p.m. in the black box room of the Robinson Center, which is at the corner of Sunnyside and Naismith on the KU campus. So we're going to take a quick break, here from a couple of the Lawrence, Kansas businesses that sponsor LawrenceHits.com, and I get to thank Daniel Smith, who has to do the hard stuff of making this darn technology work. You know tech, you can't live with it, you can't live without it, and Daniel makes it work even when it doesn't want to. So thank you very much, Daniel. And we'll be right back with more Talk With So welcome back, listeners and us. This is Marsha Epstein and Jillian Armstrong on Talk With Me, talking about dance and really dance as life. And one of the things I say a lot is art saves lives. And I believe that and dance and writing and sculpture and poetry. they are all kinds of different things. Music, so many arts, and they are so important to the people who create. As well as the people in the audience who are there to experience the special communication that comes from art. I wanna back up way back. I wanna ask you, you said you started dancing at five. Yes. So <laughs> how, how did you start dancing and how did that, you know, obviously that's something that was right for you. Tell oh, us a yeah. little bit about um, that.
1: So my mom danced um, as a little girl, um, and I actually have two older sisters. So there was a point that all three Armstrong girls were dancing at the same studio at the same time. And I know that was hectic for my mom, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get costume changes, hair changes all figured out at the same time. But yeah, she uh, she put me in dance at five and I've been dancing ever since. And I actually, I find this pretty funny that as I went through elementary school into middle school, I actually found a bigger interest in sports. I was really into soccer and softball for a little bit. And I almost quit dance because I, I didn't, I wasn't liking it as much. You know, I noticed that like my mom kind of had to force me to go to practices. You know, I was just like, you know, I don't think this is for me. And it was, um, it was the summer going into my sixth grade year that um, my um, middle sister actually um, developed epilepsy. And I. this is what I find so funny about this was that that was the minute that I dove into dance. Was I had this period of like, I don't know what's going on in my family. I, I have this you know, my sister has this disease that I can't really understand. I was young and at a time that I was thinking about quitting dance, dance was the one thing that I like turned to and started getting into. And then from then on, it was like, mom, I need to dance and I need to dance now. And that was when I started looking at, um, the competition team at dance expressions, because before then I had just been a recreational dancer dancing two nights a week. You know, um, my eighth grade year is when I joined the competition team, I think I was like 14. And I, uh, I went from dancing two nights a week to dancing Tuesday through Saturday with nine hour Saturdays. And again, I had never loved it more it was just one it was I just find it so funny that at a time that I was I almost quit dance and then in the snap of a finger it was the most important thing in my life and you know and then it even took me so I started competing in eighth grade and it wasn't until about my junior year in high school that I I realized dance is what I was going to continue my life with at that point I was still trying to figure out because I had really loved environmental science and I had really loved history and I was thinking about doing something with that and then finally my junior year of high school I was like Julian who are you kidding you you can't not dance if you tried to take there's nothing you wouldn't be happy doing anything else Uh and I think and I know I'm lucky enough to have the support of my parents that know that I wouldn't be happy doing anything else and they don't try and make me do anything else because I know that there's actually a lot of people even in the dance department here at KU that their parents are not supportive. Yeah. That they think, you know, dance is not is not a way to make a living, but you know, if you're if you're making money but you're doing something that you hate, that like that's not it's not making a living either. Like that's just going through the motions of life and I would much rather be poor and doing something that I love and that I know in my heart is what I should be doing than being a billionaire, doing something that I absolutely hate.
0: Uh-huh. And I
1: think that's like to have the support of my parents behind me is incredible. And I thank them so much.
0: Cool, Very cool. When, when you talked earlier about like with ballet and the male and female, um, and you mix it up by dancing the, with the men at times, I'm wondering, with the dance that you did early on, were you also provided that opportunity to dance in more athletic kinds of ways? Or I uh, was that feminine power I early on too.
1: Definitely was as a tumbler. I yeah. uh, I have been tumbling since I started dancing, and that was actually one of the biggest strong points of my uh, dance career. Um, I I think I was in the advanced tumbling class by the age of seven. <laughs> I, uh, I was just, I was kind of fearless and I really loved to flip. And I think kind of where I gained my strength and sense of like power was definitely that tumbling class. And I know um, when I started competing, um, my teacher Aaron actually asked me to start teaching tumbling too. Uh So then I became uh, one of the main tumbling teachers there at dance expressions until I graduated from high school. But definitely tumbling was such a big a big part of um just that power and sense of where i i come from and i know i come from a very small town in payola kansas and i didn't really get the chance to dance with boys um throughout school we didn't really have boys in my dance classes and so i've i mean we've always come from a studio that has been like you know, we don't have boys, but that doesn't mean that we're not as good as these other teams that have co-ed teams. Mm-hmm. And so I know like throughout dances, we would give some girls some male roles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, it's just, it's never, it's never been a second thought to me to have mm-hmm. like, not them like, what do you mean? I can't do, I can't do that. Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think that just stems from coming from a studio that we didn't have boys so we made our own boys and i think (laughs) and and it's it's funny because you know i have professors at ku that laugh that think it's hilarious that i am like gung-ho and i've actually been casted as a male in one of the university dance company performances and that's cool julia it's so funny because you know everyone's like you know laughing about it and joking about it and i'm like hey like it, and it's it stems from there was actually a rehearsal. It wasn't my rehearsal last semester. Um, I was sitting in on the ballet rehearsal, and the male lead was gonna be late. He had a class or whatever, and I was again. I was just sitting there hanging out, and uh, one of the other dancers was like, "Jillian, why, why don't you get up and do it?" So I got up and I I did his part for mm-hmm. about an hour in rehearsal, mm-hmm. and I think that's when um, my professor got the idea to to cast me as a male <laughs> in one of these in one of these performances and I think you know it's just again it comes from that gender stereotype of like I don't see why I can't do what the men can do mm-hmm. because I can uh-huh. and I've proved it time and time again and I think it's
0: wonderful
1: I think it's just so funny that I just people laugh at it and I'm like I mean it is what it is <laughs>
0: uh-huh I think that's huge. Yeah, I think that's really huge. It's it's of the dance program that people that the faculty are saying, Yeah, we can have a female dancing a male part. Oh yeah. We, we need the, the certain kind of dance and whoever can do it can do it. Oh yeah. That's really cool. It's it's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's, it's awesome and it's fun and I I love doing it and it I'm I'm also a person that loves to have fun. Uh-huh. Um I like I, I'm a such a big advocate for you can be serious about something, but still have fun. And, um, it was actually a girl that I grew up dancing with that taught me that because, you know, um, coming into competition later, like I did was hard because these other girls had been dancing seriously for years since they were seven years old. And here I I hadn't been dancing seriously since I, since I was 14. And you know, I was so, like, that first year, I was so set on being so dead serious and focusing and getting down to it. And my, uh, my best friend there at the studio just completely changed my mind because she was so goofy and funny and yet an amazing dancer mm-hmm. and really showed me that, like, it's it's all about continuing to have fun and doing what you love. Like, you shouldn't be frustrated and upset doing something that you love and so like continuing to have fun like that and it's it's great when i can go into a rehearsal or into a class and you know the professors see me and they let me you know they let me have fun they let me goof off but still be able to you know like focus and sit down in class Mm -hmm. and it's it really just warms my heart to know that like i'm like they get me and (laughs) they let me do me and like even now like they're starting to appreciate and recognize it and give me special roles
0: (laughs) well and and as you say that you know i I hear you know that that you appreciate it and i also see it as you're kind of helping them expand as well yeah and and creating opportunities for dancers that follow you yeah it's it's fun (laughs) yeah very good i want to make sure that in this this hour that you have a chance to share a little bit about the special people in your life that are really the, the reasons that you knew that you had to do this elementum show.
1: Yeah. Um, I, um, obviously um, Emily Holloman was the one who contacted me about doing a show in the first place. Um, and so like she, she was, you know, kind of like the start, the push, um, Definitely um, my parents, I remember my mom was so excited when I told her um, that I was gonna do a show and that I was gonna choreograph and produce it because she knows I wanna be a choreographer. And I just remember her being so excited that I had chose to come to KU because I know in other dance programs at other places, there they're not given these opportunities students aren't allowed to do a student run show at every other dance place and so coming here where they they really want us to look at all aspects of the dance world like not just performing but producing choreographing running backstage doing reviews you know writing grants it's just it's incredible and my parents have been so so supportive and right behind me every step of the way and I know they're coming to both nights. <laughs> I know they're going to be really? there. They're probably going to be there an hour and a half before the show. <laughs> like I just know them. Uh-huh. They're going to do that. And again, the professors have been 100% behind us and helping us every step of the way and answering all of our questions and all the students that have helped us. But then also, um, the inspiration for, um, Elementum for me, which was my dear friend uh, Nick Argonbright and um, a former teacher of mine, uh, Larry Criddle. They, the show is definitely for them, and I think they'll like it. Right. <laughs> I think they'll be there in spirit and watching over, it and I think mm-hmm. it'll be. I think this will kind of be a good moment for. Everything and everyone coming together and all the support from everyone. I think it's just it might be a little overwhelming, but I think it'll be a good overwhelming.
0: Yeah. I want you to share a story about those two people, each of those two people. Just introduce them a little bit. <laughs> so uh Nick
1: Argonbright was a um a student that I went to high school with. Um, I have to say, one of the the first times I ever met him. This is so funny to me me and um I've had my best friends for 12 years we've been best Hello. friends for 12 years and i remember it was freshman year and we walked into the lunch room and every single table was taken and we're looking around and we're like there's no one else that we know in this lunch so we went and we sat at this like little tiny table in the corner by ourselves And next thing I know, this guy sits down next to us and just starts talking to us. And Me and her are like, we have no idea who this guy is. And he introduced himself as Nick Argenbrey. And from that moment on, we became really, really good friends. And we sat at lunch every day together and... He was actually very supportive of me in dance, always asking, "Hey, when are your performances? I want to come see you dance. I know you're amazing, but like I want to see it uh-huh. for myself." And he he was one of those people that just always tried to make sure that everyone had the best day that they could. He was always smiling, always making people laugh, you know. There was it was never a bad time when Nick was around, and I think it's such a Good thing to remember him that way. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. Yeah. And he he was one of those people that just stick with you for the rest yeah. of, rest of your life. And uh, Larry Criddle, there's a lot of stories about um, <laughs> Larry. He actually taught again me, but all of me and my sisters. Um, at first, he taught at Hillsdale Elementary as a, a fourth grade teacher, where he actually had um, his fourth grade class help him write a children's book. That actually did get cool. um, produced. And then he moved up to middle school and taught uh, seventh grade. And again, I've known him since basically I was, I was born. He was an incredible man, so supportive, always pushing people to follow their dreams. And he, he was one of those teachers that he wasn't so concerned that you were learning the material. He was more concerned that you were, you were just learning uh-huh. whether you were learning how to handle a situation or learning how to do something he just wanted you to learn he uh-huh. didn't care if you knew that the indian removal act happened in 1830 he cared that you learned something uh-huh. about anything and he was he was incredible and i remember first day of 7th grade he saw that my name was on that list and he just started into this feel in front of the whole class about how I've known Jillian since she was born. I've changed her diapers. Oh, no. He was like that um the bookshelf in the back of the room. Her dad actually built it for me. He's like I've never loved anything as much as I love that bookshelf. Don't touch it. <laughs> and I remember he he would do the video yearbooks for um both schools for Hillsdale Elementary and uh, the middle school. And he always said his favorite video yearbook moment he ever captured was of of me before i i was even in school yet i i had gone to the elementary um school like science fair and uh, my mom was holding me and i was crying and he actually captured a moment where my dad came over and wiped the tear off my cheek and he every time i saw him he always told me that that was that was his favorite moment that he's ever captured on camera. Oh. and he 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 was an incredible person and so supportive and did so much for the community. Well,
0: that's so,
1: lovely. Yeah. to be to be able to do something for them uh-huh. has really been amazing. and i I really feel like it's helped my grieving process yes. and really made me feel made me feel good and happy and just again focusing on the positive sides of everything it's been it's been amazing
0: yeah that's wonderful and and that's to me such an important message you know you use the phrase the positive side and and i might say you know remember people in life you know? yeah. that that's what it's about it's not remembering how people died it's remembering people in life and the things that made these these people special mm-hmm. to us. and that's what we never want to
1: forget no yeah. and that's you know, it's always important to me that you remember, like, those special moments. And, you know, I know you say, you know, like, grief comes in waves. You know, it's yeah. it's never, it's not something that you get over. It's something that you live with for the rest of your life. It, it never leaves you. And I think, you know, it is amazing that when you, um, you are able to, you know, you're going throughout your day and you find someone that or something that reminds you of them and you can think of that and you can smile yeah and i think that's that's so important because you shouldn't you shouldn't feel the need to cry every time you think about them yeah. i think you should feel the need to smile yeah.
0: sometimes you need to cry but you know, sometimes you need to times, cry times, you should smile times. too yeah because that's that's the thing it's about love oh yeah about loving people you know? that's really powerful and, and that's one of those things that that i also remind people myself included that it's such a privilege to have wonderful people in our life, mm-hmm. you know, and that also means that we're going to outlive some of them yeah. and some of them are going to outlive us, but I'll tell you what, I would never give up a life with love. No, never. To not have grief. No way. No. So, yeah, yeah. So what are, what are some things that, that you and the other dancers and choreographers hope that people will experience in, in being there with these pieces that are the element in the show?
1: Uh, I really, I hope people um, take away that they're not alone in their struggles, um, whether they're suffering from suicidal thoughts themselves or they're going through suicide bereavement or whatever they're going through. I really hope that they f- like they know that they're not alone. And I know, I really hope, like, from my pieces that people take away that, like, it's okay to feel, it's okay to have these moments, but it's also, it's also okay to move on, to push through. Um, It's okay to focus on certain aspects, like, the happiness and stuff. Like, you shouldn't feel bad for smiling about someone that you loved, even if they're gone. You should, you should feel good that they... Put that smile on your face yeah. and i know some of the other choreographers like like i said like they focused on friendship uh-huh. and i think i think they really would like to have a sense of community come out of the show uh-huh. and again that sense that you're not alone in this and that you know even if you can't talk about it sometimes you can find other ways to express how you're feeling as through dance yes. poetry yeah songwriting you know whatever it is yeah that Find a way to be ha- like
0: be heard, yeah. whatever it is, and yeah. go for it. Yeah, wonderful. So, if you could step back to when you first came on the KU campus, can you give those kinds of instructions to people? Like, how are they going to find the Black Box Theater the Center? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so,
1: uh, if you, so we all know where Allen Fieldhouse is, <laughs> assuming right. Um, so you probably know where like Naismith dorm is. Mm -hmm. So, um, the rec center is behind Naismith dorm. And, uh, if you go by the rec center and then you start walking on the sidewalk, um, up towards KU campus, um, you're going to pass Watkins health center. And then you're going to pass, um, like the sand volleyball courts. And then it's going to be the building that's on your left. And then you want to go up to the very front of that building and you're going to walk across this like little walkway. And then you walk in and it's, that's the dance department right there. Um, the black box is going to be, um, through a hallway. So you just turn in the hallway to the right and like, we'll have signs up. So again, follow the signs and there'll be people there. We'll have, um, someone at a table, like handing out programs, taking donations, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, Robinson Health Center. Um, I think it's 1301 Sunnyside Avenue. It's right there on the corner um, by Naismith and Allenfield House. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's, you should come check it out. Yeah. Yeah, you might drive by before the show just so you know where you're going. And the door that's kind of more to the east, like if you, yeah, the sidewalk, because it's like, okay, where do I get, because it's a building that's that's crossing, that's, that spans part of this block. It's like, so where do I go in? you go to the, the farther one yes yeah, in terms of farther from Naismith the one then you'll have an easy time to get in yeah well, because I want people to get there you know oh, yeah for sure and again it's Friday March 10th and Saturday March 11th each time the show starts at 7 30. yes and just a little logistics so about what time should people arrive
1: um the black box is pretty small uh-huh. so
0: if you want a good
1: spot I would suggest to getting there by seven.
0: Okay. Okay. So come a little early so you can get a really great seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just sounds like, it sounds like an amazing show I'm for so everybody, excited. for everybody who's been part of creating it and will be performing it. And to the audience, Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a huge, huge example of how important art is. Art's so vitally important yeah. and it's such a great way to, talk when maybe you don't know how to talk mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. and on facebook the page is elementum, elementum show. show yes and you might like pin a post at the top that has all those little logistics stuff like, this okay is when. that would be probably helpful for people yeah. to, to know where you to totally to do come that and, and do that enjoy it and this is all something you know i want to give a shout out to michelle hefner hayes because she's the one who said there's some stuff going on in our department and we wanna help our students work through it. And And there are a lot of different things that happened and Elementum is one of the results of that. yeah but you're that's going, great. Oh, this is something that, that we're gonna do and you're finding that it did exactly what was hoped, which is really allow people in the department, students in the department to use their art to express and, in essence, work through some of the things that are going yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's been I'm an incredible center. experience, and yeah. I I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. Cool. Well, Jillian, thank you for yeah. coming to talk about this. Listeners, I really hope that people who are in the Lawrence area can get here, go to this show. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that. And it will be brought other places or Hopefully. parts of it. Hopefully. Be, you know, probably not the whole thing. No. Everybody together, but but there may be opportunities to do parts of that at different times Yeah, um, with different kinds of audiences and inspire other people to know that they can express in the ways they need to, and they can benefit from that connection of seeing somebody else who's brave enough to do it. So Jillian Armstrong, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. You are very welcome. And listeners, thanks for listening. So long.